you can't see it on an x-ray. No. You can't put a Band-Aid or a cast on it, but it hurts like a broken bone. And mm-hmm. you're in the valley. Any, anytime someone's in the valley, I always love to say time will go by. The sun will come up, like Chad said, and you will heal. Welcome back to the podcast. This is the first one I've done in, I don't know how many, that I've had a guest back. And it's one of everyone's favorite, <laughs> Pastor Chad. You remember how to do this, to have so. somebody else here? I think so. i got to look this way. Right. Okay. Very good. Yeah, Pastor Chad sitting to my left, <laughs> and, and one of, uh, one of our, our few uh, multi-repeat guests. And everyone loves you. I, I, I go to meet and greets, and they're like, hey, tell Pastor Chad hi. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, everyone, everyone loves you and Bernie. So, so welcome back. I had a fan experience. I've never had a fan what happened? outside of my kids and Tell my me. wife. So I was in the coffee shop here in town, and I was getting ready to meet with somebody. And I, I'm, I'm in this coffee shop a fair amount, and, uh, and I'll have meetings or appointments or one-on-ones there. And so I'm standing in line, and, and this, this guy is kind of looking at me. And I, I figure he's probably looking at somebody behind me. So I kind of look behind me and I realize, no, he's, he's locked on, right? He's, he sees me. And I'm, and so I kind of look away and I pretend like I'm looking at the menu, although I know exactly what I'm going to go, what or, my order is. So I'm standing there and, and he, I notice out of my peripheral, he gets up and he starts making his way towards me. And I was like, I wonder if he's waiting on somebody. And he comes up and he goes, are you Pastor Chad? And so now I'm thinking, well, maybe maybe he's somebody that's new to the church, and I just haven't met him yet. And he goes, because I, I heard you on uh, Granger Smith podcast, and I was like, <laughs> really? And I thought about in the moment, well, not in the moment, but afterwards, I should have got his autograph to get the autograph of my first, like, Your first person that first recognized me. Fan. My first fan. Well, I could attest, a lot of people feel that way. <laughs> They're just, not all of them are in Georgetown, Texas. Wow. It's, so they're it all was over. Fun. It was a neat experience. Well, everyone loves you. And the format of this podcast is we answer your questions, the listener. Email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. And we will uh, we'll, we'll jump right into it. Chad and I are going to answer it like the three of us are sitting around a campfire and you walk up and you go, you know, something's been on my mind. Mm-hmm. Can I run this by you? And it could be about any subject, as you'll see today. We have a lot. So uh, I have I have some on cue. I'm just going to randomly hit them. Okay. And then I'm going to ask you to read some subject lines and see which one okay. you want to you yeah. pick. Uh, I'm going to start with this one. Once again, I, we don't have notes in front of us. I don't, know, uh, I don't know what's about to hit us. But this one, subject line is, is my chance ruined? Hey, Granger, I'd like to stay anonymous. I'm 16 years old. I love your podcast and your music. Born and raised in a Christian home. Basically memorized every verse in the Bible. And I know every answer to every question. It's pretty much been ingrained in me. I have not been rebellious or anything like that, but I've fallen away from God. During that, I I did not save uh, myself from marriage. I know that I love God and I will love Him for the rest of my life, but now my question is whether a godly, fantastic woman would want to be with me. Will I have to be with someone who's already made the same mistakes as me? With gratitude, Mr. Anonymous. Um, 16... Thanks for emailing. Thanks for emailing. Um, it's it's a good question. I want to I want to first I want to first address the way you asked it, um, because everyone is. This is not me. This is not Chad. This is everyone that's listening is thinking to themselves. You're 16 and you have every answer already figured out. You've already memorized every verse in the Bible, buddy. Um, we got to start with there. We got we got to start there before we go into the the main part of the question. But um, be, and then the reason the reason I want to start there is because that could be the root of other problems. In fact, mm. it probably is, because when we when we read through the Bible, we see we see only a few themes that that resurface in all sixty six books over and over. And, it, and it's it's we're thankful that there's only a few. Because it keeps the entire canon um, cohesive to each other, and and it pulls everything together so that we could read Matthew and there and then go back and read Exodus, and we could find similarities in that way. Yeah. So there's a few things, and one of those few, very few things is be humble. Hmm. 
You got to be humble. Humble yourself to God. Don't ever think about telling God in a prayer. I've got it all figured out. I've got all the answers, and I've memorized every verse. What else? What else do you have for me, God? Mm. You, you know, and and maybe you do. Maybe you're just a um, j- just a complete prod- prodigy. I don't think you are. No offense. But maybe you have every you have the whole Bible memorized, like that movie uh, Book of Eli. Mm. Remember that book? Yeah, that was intense. Maybe you have the whole book memorized. So then you still go to God with a humble heart, and you go, "I've memorized these words, but show me the wisdom behind them. Show show it to me so that it's revealed deeper to me as I get older, as I as I learn to as I crave to understand you more." Mm. So I want to start with just. Just that humbleness of coming to coming to this and coming to this problem and coming to you and just going for you just to say, I am broken, I'm a sinner. God, I can't I'm nothing without you. Humble me before you. Enlarge my heart so that I so that I could better understand the, my depravity, my brokenness. And you'll see that if you go through the Psalms, you see this mm-hmm. over and over with, with King David. King David was so humble in the heart, and he, 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 was, he was such a servant of God that God so many times rewarded him with so many, hmm. so many blessings, and his son Solomon, with so many blessings because of that humbleness. When, when, when God asked Solomon, what do you want? I'll give you anything. And he said, I just want wisdom to understand mm-hmm. you. And God said, because, of, because you asked for wisdom, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you much more than that. Yeah. We see that theme reoccurring all the way through Jesus in the New Testament and through the epistles. So uh, I, I want to start there and just make sure. And I don't, buddy, I, I don't think you meant it in any arrogant way. I think you're trying to tell me and Chad that you, you understand the different doctrines. Right. And you understand the different concepts. Uh, but now we're going to dig into to what your question is, which reveals mm-hmm. that maybe you don't totally understand right, right. the doctrines, um, especially that of total depravity and forgiveness, yeah, and the fact that we are all fallen. And it it doesn't take your email to, to for you to tell us what you did. It doesn't take that for us to already know that you're already a sinner. And that you already have plenty of things that you right. will be doing, that you will mess up as you go on your, on your journey from 16 forward. Um, but Chad, do you want to jump in? Yeah, I think, I mean, to highlight what you've said, Granger, that humility is a, a theme and the proper response of any human before a mighty God. And so humility is where it begins. Uh, Micah 6.8, if you've got that verse memorized, then you know it well, right? The idea of and priority of seeking kindness, loving justice, and walking humbly with your God. That's what he requires of us, and that's what he desires for us. And so beginning with that humility, and that humility is a right understanding of who I am. I am a broken sinner in need of grace, and grace implies that it's it's not a gift that I deserve. And so that's what you're wondering if if God can be gracious about my situation, is there any woman out there that can be gracious about my situation? And so you've got to understand and believe that, man, if you go to God with humility and brokenness and say, I messed up big time, please, please, Lord, help me. We know that the blood of Christ washes you clean and that you stand as a new creation in Christ. That If there anything that we learn about the gospel, it's that God is a God of second chances and third and fourth and fifth, and that, that repentance is the regular, normal activity of a Christian to say, yep, I see this sin in my life. I see that as sin. I call it sin. I repent. I turn from it to Christ and follow him. And so, yes, this is what's going on. But what your fear is, is that there's no godly woman out there that will exercise the same kind of grace. And my question is, what if the roles were reversed? What if you had saved yourself and you met an amazing, amazing girl and you guys started dating and you find out, although she loves the Lord, this thing in her past that she did not wait? How would you respond? Because that's a heart check. Have you, do you truly accept 
and receive the grace of God? And are you truly humbled about your own brokenness? Because I guarantee you there are women out there that are that gracious, that do enjoy the gift of the gospel of Jesus Christ and are, are giving grace and forgiveness. But I wonder if you wrestle with that yourself. Mm, that's so good. Um, you, you've kind of categorized, Mr. Anonymous, you've kind of categorized women into two categories. A, a godly, fantastic woman and someone who's already made mistakes like you. And, I, and hey, I, I, want you to, I want you to consider that you could have both, hmm. that, that there are both. And, and there's, many, there's many people listening right now raising their hand. Hopefully everyone is raising their hand going, me, I've made mistakes. Right. But I could still be a godly, fantastic person and I think Pastor Chad, you know, he just nailed it, that that either you, you could find a fantastic godly woman that has waited, or you can find a fantastic godly woman that has made mistakes but has now repented. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and I want you to I want you to open your mind. I think I think Chad and I both kind of think that there there's probably other things going on underlying, and I don't blame you at all because you're 16. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I walked through the age 16 like I had horse blinders on and I couldn't see anything around me. I was just walking, you know, like this. <laughs> like I only thought about football and guitar. That's about right. And um and that's okay because those blinders are going to start peeling away. And you're going to start seeing more and more of the world, and you're going to start understanding more of the world, and and that's just a good thing. So I appreciate your brother, and uh, yeah. thanks thanks for kicking off this podcast. Yeah, good question. Um, let me let me throw out a couple to you. What's the right path? Ideas on how to propose our country life. Who propose? Propose. That sounds you're, fun. You're right into it, huh? Yeah. Okay. Says Granger. I love your music and I love you take you use your platform to spread the gospel. I've been lucky enough to attend your last concert of 2021 in Lincoln, Nebraska and your first concert in 2022 in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, even I was evil, a, even able to attend Adventure Church and listen to your sermon. Your message was actually something I needed to hear at that time. I hope that um, it, I could be an encouragement when I say that it's evident that you're being used by God to continue on. Thank you very much, brother. Um, he says, so I'm looking to propose and wondering if you and your guest have any ideas on how to do so. I have several ideas in mind, but just not sure. One of them is to do it at your concert when you're, whenever you come to Nebraska. Any ideas would be greatly appreciated. This is Jerry. Okay. Well, you've got the idea of going to Paris. I mean, kind of like Parker. Parker just rock and roll, Eiffel Tower, romance. But if that's not in your budget... Man... <laughs> Jerry, this to me, this is a this comes down to the personality of the girl in a lot of ways. Yes, and you'll you know her. Does she like? Um, is she the kind of girl that would love her parents to be there? Mm-hmm. And and it's like at you know Christmas Eve, and everyone's having dinner, and the, the cousins are in town, and your grandmother's there. Is, is maybe she's that kind of girl, mm-hmm. um, or maybe she's a girl that doesn't really like a lot of attention brought on her that makes her uncomfortable. And she, she would rather a nice stroll in the park mm-hmm. and you get down on a knee. That, that's actually what I did. I, Amber and I were taking a walk and, and got in front of a church and I took a knee. Um, and that's Amber's personality. Like Amber is not the kind of girl that, that wants a surprise birthday party. She would, she would not like that. <laughs> She would get mad at me afterward. Like, why did you put me through that awkward situation? Surprise birthday party. Um, So some girls like, you know, to be at the football game and you do it on the jumbotron. They just love it. They will remember that the rest of their lives. But um, it really, it really comes down to her and what you're willing to, to sacrifice with her personality. I think that's spot on because the, either you're going to prioritize yourself and is this proposal about you yeah. and how that makes you look and kind of as the as you imagine retelling this story in years to come and you know is it is it about kind of you or does it prioritize her yeah and what would be the biggest win for her how would she feel in that moment uh how would she retell this story uh how do you want this story story to be retold and who's the biggest priority as you think about that and it should be her. 
She's the priority. She's the princess. And so think in terms of, man, how do you want her to retell this story or how would she be most excited about retelling this story to other people and what makes her most feel most loved and understood in that moment? Love it. That's good. Just saying, Jerry, I have hosted um, probably hundreds of engagements on our stage. Email chris at grangersmith.com if that's something you're interested in. Um, it is free. So that's a thing it's, you... It's like, free of charge. You do that? Yeah, we've done it many times. When We had a single called Happens Like That, and during the life of that single... Happened like yeah, that. Yeah, during the life of that single, it was literally every night, sometimes twice a night. But the, would they people, coordinate with you? They would coordinate with Chris, and they would go on the side of the stage and... And they would tell they would tell their girlfriend, um, "Oh, hey, we've been we we won these tickets. We've been invited to watch from the side of the stage." But then they didn't know that I was about to call them on during the middle of the song, and I and I'll just hand them the microphone, just let them do what he needs to do. That's awesome. <laughs> so, they, hey, Jerry, that that's that's still a that's there. But but make sure that that's something that she's into, like that she's not just going to be petrified by standing in front of all these people and you're on one knee, right? but it's possible. That's cool. I didn't know that was a thing. Congratulations, buddy. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, you want to hit up, uh, you want to hit up country life? Yeah. Hey Granger, my name is Sam. I'm from Illinois. My family is from the city and has no experience living in the country. I love hunting and fishing and the idea of living off the land and having a farm or a ranch. How could I start getting into farm and living in the country? Did he say what city he's in? From Illinois, Illinois. Uh, from uh, I, when, whenever you're from Illinois, you, you say should. the city, you mean Chicago. Chicago. So, um, I mean, there's urban farming for sure. That seems challenging. Yeah, I, I, I mean, um, this is difficult unless we're sitting, we're sitting, you know, at the campfire together, me and you, Sam. But I would say uh, you could always rent rent a farmhouse and work for somebody. You could always rent a room. Um, I don't know if you have a family or not, but but you you know, something my dad did, uh, my dad, you know, he was, he lived in the city, but he was a country boy at heart. And so he went out on the weekends and he took me and my brothers Mm. and we would go to, and we leased, um, some land for deer hunting and we would go out, you know, on Friday and he'd get off work and we'd, we would get together and drive out somewhere. So, that, that sometimes you just got to do it. Sometimes your work, that's what your work, do, you know, al- only allows you to do. Um, not everybody could be a farmer or a mm-hmm. rancher. Unless you're born into that, that costs a lot of money to start ranching. Yeah. And I'm, if you were here, I would ask, so what, did it, what is it that appeals to you about your perception of this life? Like he is, he says he likes to live outdoors, wants to live off the land, hunting, fishing, like outdoor recreation and sports. And it sounds like unless I want to grow crops and I want to yeah. raise animals. And so there's, if that's, you know, you can go a couple of different roads on that. So, yeah, I would just, I would get out every weekend you can and get out and do some hunting and fishing and meet people and, and meet guides and meet different people, like-minded people. And eventually years after doing that, you're going to go, man, that property's for sale. Yeah. I kind of think I want to do this. Yeah, and just yeah, like find public land if there is some, and yep. and throw up a tent and just stay the night out there, and just be out there listening to the sights and sounds, and engage it, and then yeah, take more and more trips or plan an outdoor adventure to Colorado and road trip it because Nebraska or Illinois is not too far. I mean, you can find yeah. wilderness, yeah, whether you go north or south uh, or west, but. Yeah, get out there and plan like maybe a week long trip and go and just adventure in public land. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let's hit. Let's hit one more and take a break. Um, what's the right path? It says, "Good morning, Granger. I my name is Channel. I'm 23 years old, single mom from Auburn, Nebraska. First, want to say absolutely love everything you do. Thank you very much." Um, she says, "So I'm I'm at a crossroads in my life right now." I'll do my best to keep this short, but in, but also include the details. Last year, I got into a PTA program, and I was injured in said program. I ended up having surgery at the, at the end of November, and I was forced to take medical leave from the program, and I'm unable to return until January 2023. At first, I was 
putting all the bad things that happened aside because I wanted so bad to be a PTA. But uh, I'm also feeling now a huge pull in my heart to not go back. In the last year, I have I've dove into my faith and, and believe in God's plan. But it's almost like I'm waiting for a huge flashing sign to tell me what to do. You always give the best advice, so I'd love to hear your thoughts. This comes from Channel. And Chad, what is PTA? I'm guessing physical therapy associate. Okay. 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 Uh, yeah, I would think like a... She was training to be a physical therapist, which would be a physical kind of job or occupation right. so that an injury would kind of derail that. Okay. Um, so you're, you're, you're asking, let me summarize this channel. You're, um, you're in a job and you have a chance to go back and you're now doubting um, your interest in going back and wanting to trust God, but you don't see a huge flashing sign and so now you're confused. And this is, it's a good question. And it's, it's very common, especially if I summarize it like that. A lot of people could, could say, that's me. I'm, I'm in that. Hmm. And we've talked about this. Um, this seems like a lot on this podcast. God's will, God's plan. What is it? Mm-hmm. Do I need to wait for the clouds to start creating letters? Do I need a, do I need a, a cardinal to fly up to my window with a little, um, yellow string in its mouth and and i realized oh yeah yellow i remember that podcast where people were seeing things in the clouds like they were shaped like words yeah that's right yeah and whenever i get to talk to somebody who's at a crossroads or is considering whether it's a change in occupation or maybe it's the same occupation but they have a new opportunity within that field you know some things to consider would be are you are you considering this because you're you're wanting to escape something else so there's something bad that you want to get out of and so you're not necessarily drawn to something else you just want to escape or are you going towards something else because there's some clear indication that that's a desire you want to go to that there's nothing necessarily bad about what you're in but there's something great about the potential mm-hmm. of something else and so it sounds like there's maybe not something bad about returning to what she had but She's just like, eh, maybe that ship has sailed. Maybe I don't want to do that anymore. And so I think sifting through some of those things, what, what's the true motivation for any kind of movement on this? Is it running from something or running to something? I think is always something to consider. I love that. 2023, January, that's a long time. So that's good for you. You don't, you don't have to make this decision before spring, you know? So, um, it sounds like she's probably getting insurance money, right? It sounds like it, yeah. For a year. You're in a really good spot, and a lot can change in these 12 months. Um, through, through a lot of prayer, a lot of time spent in the Word, um, and 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 just asking God, reveal your will to me. Yeah. And, and knowing that it's paganism to think that he's actually going to write it in the sky. He's not going to write it in the sky. He's going to do it by giving you the desires of your heart. It's it's so often misunderstood how simple that is, but but if we're if we're in prayer and, and we're in the Word, then he he gives us the desires of our heart. I mean, not if it's fleshly in sin, you'll know the difference. You'll be able to discern that. Mm-hmm. But you'll you'll go, man. I just I, all of a sudden, I feel really drawn to teaching. Mm-hmm. I really want to teach, and I really don't really care about physical therapy anymore. That's the desire of your heart that I'm talking about. That's God God could diminish some passions and raise others. And you go, and so what do you do at that point? You go one step at a time. You go, I guess I'll get my teaching certificate or I'll make I'll shoot an email yep. off to start the process of my teaching certificate mm-hmm. and see if there's any huge roadblocks in that. And if and if someone goes, actually we have an extra opening. And you go in and then you go, I love this. And then you, and then someone says that junior high is hiring a seventh grade teacher. You'll see things like this start mm-hmm. to happen. And, um, and the good news for you is you, you have 12 months. I know that's the greatest gift right now that she has time to explore what passions she has that can become a paycheck, right? That there are ways in which you can go, I'm passionate about this and passionate and just make a list. And then start going, okay, in these fields, are there occupations that kind of line up with passions like this that I either have opportunity for or, man, I, I've never even thought about that. Mm. I'd like to give – and can you 
can you try it out? Like, for instance, if it's a teaching situation and you can oftentimes go to a school, you can sign up to be a sub and you can go, I don't have to sign a full contract in the next 12 months. I could sub every once in a while or yeah. I want to coach yeah. something or who knows what it is. But I love it. I'm guessing if you're in the field of serving people this way and wanting to help people through the route of physical therapy that you're probably wired to serve and help and you want to see people flourish and so run with that passion if that's what it is and figure out what opportunities are around you love it we'll take a break be right back This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. You know, relationships take work, especially the most important one you could have in your life, and that's your relationship with yourself. A lot of us will drop anything to help someone else we care about, and we'll go way out of our way to treat other people well. But, but how often do we give ourselves the same treatment? And there's this idea that we treat our dogs better than we do ourselves, right? Like like if, if you take your dog to the vet and the dog is sick and gives you a pill that you have to give your dog three times a day, you will never skip giving your dog a pill. But if you go to the doctor and the doctor says, yeah, you need to go and get this pres- prescription and take this medicine, it's rare that you would do it on time and do all of the medication. That We're, we're, we're strange like that. So... This month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you that you matter just as much as everyone else does, including your pets. And therapy is a great way to make sure that you show up for yourself. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't even want to. It's more affordable than in-person therapy, and you could be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Granger Smith Podcast listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash Granger. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash Granger. Pastor Chad, back on the podcast, host of the Take and Read podcast himself. Yeah, buddy. Man, it's it's an awesome podcast. We like to call it the Granger Smith Podcast 2.0. Yeah, or the the grandchild. Like, you're... It's... Yeah, it's related to your podcast. But it's deeper. It's it's deeper into the Word, and so the format is actually getting into a block of Scripture, reading it slowly... And discussing it without notes, without any kind of reference. Yeah, no preparation. No preparation. Um, and as an example of what we could all do on our own. Yes, that's the goal. The goal is to get more and more people comfortable approaching their Bible and to get them in it, to take yeah. and read the Bible for themselves. And so we go through a very simple kind of format of taking it, reading the passage, trying to figure out what it says. We try to figure out what it means. And then what do we do about it? Very simple approach. And it is, it's live. It's no prep. I, a couple episodes ago, uh, I had a guest on and they asked me a question that I did not anticipate. Mm. And I had made, uh, I was like, I think it was at the calling of the disciples. And I'm looking at this, the passage in Mark, and we're looking at it and it's, it's identifying Levi. And I was like, well, also known as Matthew, and uh, Kurt, who was my guest at the time, he goes, how do you know that? And I'm like, well, everyone knows that. He goes, yeah, yeah well, it doesn't say it here. I was like, okay, all right. And so now I'm starting to sweat, and I'm like, okay. Uh, so I start flipping, and I go back in, and I find it in the Gospel of Matthew where the, the reference is Levi is also Matthew. And I was like, whew, I mean, it's alive. <laughs> it's like stump the pastor. So it is. it's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, just... take and read podcast. You guys check it out, and we're gonna get you back on there. Yeah, I'll be back get on back on there I hope soon. So. Now that you've come out of uh, the woods with your fuzzy face <laughs> and like John the Baptist over here, just furry. I'm not eating locusts though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, speaking of, let's go to this one. Subject line is fear of leaving the Catholic faith. I don't know that why that was speaking of John the Baptist, but. Um, it's an the, interesting, the, yeah. The tr- the religious traditions. Yes, there of you the go. Age. Yeah. Okay. It says, "Hey Granger, please leave me anonymous. I'm a huge fan of your music. Um, thank you very much. 
the last six years of my life, I had a pretty rocky, rocky relationship with God and my faith. I grew up in a Catholic church. I was baptized, went to CCD every week, church every Sunday, volunteered, did readings, etc. Once college hit, I stopped going all, to church altogether. I never prayed, never read the Bible, except when I was asked, asking for help. Um, I started questioning a lot, mostly questioned the long-term values and traditions the Catholic faith holds. I found there's a lot of things I didn't agree with. Fortunately, this past year, I found my way back to God slowly but surely. I intended, attended Mass every Sunday, and I truly feel a sense of calm in my life. However, I still find myself questioning the Catholic faith. I grew up knowing that it was wrong to leave the Catholic Church, but to me, if I believe in our one God and put my faith in Him, I don't think it should matter what denomination I identify with or what church I choose to go to on Sundays. I'm not sure what to do. If I leave the Catholic Church for another branch of religion, I feel like I'm turning my back on at least 24 years of my life. I also feel like part of me doesn't want to leave. It's important to me to be a Catholic because of my family. It's important to me to be a Catholic since uh, it's where I grew up. Um, And I feel like a hypocrite staying with a religion where there are certain things I don't necessarily agree with. Is it wrong for me to continue with the Catholic faith? Is it silly to fear leaving? Any advice would be appreciated. This is coming from Cassie. Hmm. Um, yeah, great question, Cassie. I'm so glad you asked it. Uh, um, I want to kind of dig into this piece by piece. Uh, first of all, um, acknowledging your your good question and acknowledging your uh, your your sensitivity to it. Mm-hmm. And and I, I'm not I I've never been a Catholic. But I've been around a lot of them. I've been very good friends with a lot of them. And, and I know that just like being Jewish in a lot of ways, Catholicism could become a heritage for you and your family. Mm. It becomes a, a tradition, a heritage in, in your lineage. It, it, it's like you feel like, well, why are you a Catholic? Because my granddad was and the granddad before him. And that's, that's why I am. And... You and I both know that that's not that's not the answer mm-hmm. of why you would you would go to church every Sunday. It's because your granddad went to that church. So I do want to say that there is this component that you don't have to disconnect with your family and your heritage of being a Catholic, but it's going to come down to how you practice. Because mm, here comes the emails already to me. But here's the thing. <laughs> I, I believe that your, your discernment and your, your questions are valid in what you're wondering. Because, it, because if you are reading the Bible and you're seeing certain things that aren't practiced in that way, you're wondering why it happens that way. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, you're wrestling with that. And I understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what you're hitting on is there's a couple of points of tension, right? There's the the family and and kind of tradition and the familiarity with Catholicism that you have since that's what you grew up in. That's what your your family and your your network of support, that's the world that they're from and the worldview they're from. And now you're also wrestling with but there are some things that you are now identifying biblically that you go, that's not right. That's yeah. not... And so now there's this sense of allegiance, like, well, do I, I maintain this allegiance to family and tradition and familiarity? Or I've got this tension because I, I want to be... I want my allegiance to be to the truth. And so we don't want to minimize that because that that is a real tension. However, um, you have to be beholden to the Word of God alone. And you are going to stand before the Lord and you're going to give account for what you know and what you did with what you know. That That's something that's true for all believers and all people. And so although that tension exists, don't, don't minimize the sense of wrestling with that and following what the Lord is doing as he reveals things to you in his word because he's intentionally showing you things. And so there's a reason why I'm not a Catholic. My dad's side of the family was all Catholic, and my grandmother, my my dad's mom, 
absolute devout Catholic. She was 100% born again. Absolutely know that she loved Jesus and she trusted in him alone. But she was also a very devout. So I would say this, that just because somebody is Catholic doesn't mean they cannot be born again. But I would say there are certain doctrinal things that I think are contrary to the scriptures. And so you have to be mindful of that. And if you're somebody who is aware of those things, you can't just turn a blind eye to it. And so you're going to have to determine where your allegiance is. Yeah, that's so good. Go read a biography on Martin Luther, and you'll see the similarities in in your thoughts and what he started thinking. Mm-hmm. And what he started thinking as, as he... Because back then in, in the... In the 1400s, not everyone had access to a Bible. In fact, very few had access to a Bible at all, the pure Word of God that was only heard, read aloud in the church. And so as guys like Martin Luther started coming up in the church and reading the Bible for themselves, it wasn't just him. People started seeing things and and questioning if that is what we're hearing in church or if that's what we're actually practicing in church. And it's a fascinating historical story, regardless of your faith. It is, it is fascinating in mm-hmm. human history to read about Martin Luther and what happened to him, and, and then what the ripple effect that that had on us today, yeah. because of what he saw, the differences in what he was reading and what he was hearing. Mm-hmm. I want to address one more thing here, Cassie. Um, you're, you're, you said, I feel like I would be turning my back on the last 24 years of my life. This is such a microcosm of of so many people's thoughts about anything in life, and I want to. I just want to encourage you and say that when you're seeking the truth, when you're finding something that's real and that's a, a new passion or, or or something that's that's grounded in truth, it's never a waste mm. up until that point. And that that doesn't matter if you're. You could hear this in relationships. Like I've been in, in this. Bad relationship for three and a half years, this abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if I get out, I'm just wasted three and a half years of my life. It's never a waste. You just came to, to the understanding a little bit later, and you're better for it. So you, you're now better for those 24 years. Mm-hmm. It's never a waste. So we can never walk through life ever and think, I hate this job, but I sure can't quit it because I've been here 15 years. And that would be a waste. No, it's not a waste. It, it was the perfect time for you to come to the realization that you needed to get out. Mm-hmm. Same thing here. That's what these 24 years are. That is irrelevant to your question, if that's a waste or not, because you're talking about your eternal life here. Yeah, and I think it's, if you read, like, like you're talking about, Granger, if you go back and look at history, the Catholic Church is a part of Every Christian today, it's a part of your history. It's a part of our heritage, that there were things that that occurred because God used and worked through the Catholic Church throughout history, but there was a turning point, and Martin Luther played a huge role in that, along with others like John Huss and John Knox and William Tyndale and others that came to that point of tension where they, they could no longer just turn away from what they could see in the scriptures versus what was happening in their tradition. And so... Fascinating. Cassie, great question. And um, yeah, I'm so glad you emailed it. Would you say it's been a waste of of your adult life that you haven't grown a beard until this this time? Yes, I feel like I've wasted my life not growing a beard. Look at that thing. (laughs) Terrible, man. Hey, comment below if you're like... Hey, that camera right there is right on me. Don't call attention. Okay, comment below if you're like more beard from Granger. More beard. <laughs> I've secretly been taking little pieces of it off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go to this young man needing some advice. Hey, Granger, I'd like to re- remain anonymous. We've had a lot of anonymous today. Like three. Yeah. Uh, I like on that last one. She called out anonymous, and then you said her name at the end. Is that? <laughs> Did she sign it? Oh, man. I'm sorry. I'm so bad at that. I love it. Okay, guys, if you put anonymous, just don't put your name at all. Good call. Says, hey, Granger, I'd like to remain anonymous. Yes. I listen to your podcast on the way home from work every morning uh, that a new one is available, and I love it. Just looking for some advice from you. I'm 19 years old. I have a state job. 
and I'm genuinely happy where I am in my life at my age, except for one thing. I've never been in a relationship, and I don't know what to do. I've talked to many girls, but none seem to get past that stage. All my buddies seem to be in happy relationships. I have no idea where even to start. How can I find someone to build my life with? So it seems like he's pretty content. And I, if if you were here and we were at the campfire, I would ask some questions like, well, do you, f- do you want companionship? Like, what's your... What do you want in a relationship? Like, what? why now? Uh, you look around and you see other people having great relationships, so you just kind of feel like you miss, you're missing something? Uh, or are is there have there been ladies that have really stuck out and you've wanted to kind of pursue relationship and, and it's something that, man, they didn't check all the boxes or maybe you didn't check the boxes? There's so many yeah, questions. And, and it's not that odd that you're 19 and you've never been in, in a relationship. That's not that crazy. Yeah. Um, I, I think that, uh, I think there's a lot of people that maybe they wouldn't want to admit it. Like there's a lot of people that, um, that's, that's a healthy thing. You're still a teen at the end of it and you haven't been in a relationship. Hey, good on you. In a lot of ways, you, you've skipped a lot of bad mm. stuff. As you've heard me read on these podcasts, you've gotten to skip a lot of a lot of rough breakups and misunderstandings and awkwardness and um and you've you've got to put pour all your time into your friends and hobbies so no no guy no older man is looking at you going man what's wrong with you we're looking at you going hey good on you man what what, what hobbies have <laughs> hey, you got you saved some money yeah you saved some money you've gotten to fish a little bit more than most people have um, you, your Valentine's days have been great. Yeah. You're like, what's the big deal? It's <laughs> not so bad. Seriously, um, you're not in a bad spot. But I know that when you look out, you see other people and you just think, must be nice. What's it like? Mm. I, I, and, and part of you, that, that's, that is the human in you. That's the human that, that is, you know, just the, the caveman part of you is looking for a mate. You know, hmm. and so that's that's what is accessing you right now is this this caveman piece of you that's that's just in you. It's it's inherently in you that one day I get breeding age and I find mate, mm. and, and so that's a good thing. That's the call of the wild, you know, calling from within <laughs> you, saying it's about time. It's about time to be looking. So don't ignore that. Don't suppress that. But uh, you know, Chad said the right word at the very beginning. It's 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 all about you being content, and it sounds like you are. And if you're if you're content where you are right now, and you have this great state job, and you're you're you you're happy where you are in your life, you say, um, and you've now you've got this call of the wild kind of you know brushing over you, saying it's time to find a mate. Hey, but there's no rush. You're in a, you're in a really good spot. Mm-hmm. And and I would just I would encourage you to um, to continue to cultivate that that gratitude and that contentment inside mm. yourself, and that is going to be so attractive to someone. Because it, as soon as you start getting out and looking and becoming desperate and trying to say the right words and not mumble through a conversation, you just it just turns people off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good word. Content. Let's go to. Man, this one's called I Messed Up. What could this be about? Hmm. Hey, Granger, my name is Tyler. I'm 21. I'm from New York. Long story short, uh, I've always been able to get the girl, but I always lose them. So so, so there you go to the last person. (laughs) Uh, Until now, I've never really felt heartbreak, but I met this girl who totally flipped my world upside down. Hmm. Uh, We agreed to take it slow because she struggles to open up. We got talking about life and being together, and I got scared that we were not officially dating and that maybe she didn't like me at all. I brought this up to her in the totally wrong way by calling her out. We were best friends. Now it's been uh, for four months, and I go to college, and I can't get over her. There's so many things that remind me of her. We, we've always felt like uh, we were made for each other. I just don't know how to move on or even if that's the right move at all. I, I just don't know. I don't want to be another heartbreak story. This feels so different. So my question is to you, um, so my question for you is, do you think 
we have one. Okay, let me let me try to say this right. My question is, do you think we there's one person for each of us? I think that's mm. what you're trying to say. Do you think there's one person out there for each of us? And what should we do? Um, okay, uh, walk work through this. First of all, uh, no, I don't think there's one person for each of us. I think that is in the movie Cinderella. I think um, that is a total fairy tale that has been made up by Disney and different in the Notebook. You know, mm-hmm. like um, I, I think I think as humans, well, there's seven, there's three and a half billion girls and three and a half yeah, billion buddy. guys, and, and and just do the math. I think you you could find one that you're physically attracted to and mentally attracted to, and then after that, you make it work. And and we decide we decide that this is this is the relationship I want to be in, and so. I know that is the most unromantic way to to say that ever, but I believe it's that's just the truth. And and you 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 lost this one, and you think is there a chance that that was the only one created for you? And the answer is no, it's not. There's a lot of them, and and listen to any old man. He's going to say there are a lot of fish in the sea. That's why they say it. They, they've lived they've lived long enough to see it. You see this with people that, um, with a widow that loses a spouse Mm. and the spouse was their whole world. And I I just met a, met a couple like this recently. It was their whole world and they were just, the, the, the widow was crushed and then years go by and then you meet somebody Mm -hmm. and they have a similar story and then you you come together and you bond in that way and then you fall in love again. And it doesn't re- ever replace the other person. It's different. But it's just an, a small example of we're, we're resilient creatures and we could, we could rebound and we could rework and find somebody else. Man, you say this is not just another heartbreak story. This feels different. That's just because you're in it. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to minimize that. I don't. I don't want to minimize everything you've said because it, this sounds terrible. You know, you're you're not eating and you're not sleeping and you're just thinking about her and you're you're going over in your mind what you said to her and you said it the wrong way and you yeah. you went. None of that is relevant because this is just what happened, and you you can't go back on what you said because she didn't want to be with you, mm-hmm. and it didn't matter if you worded it differently. But somebody out there does want to be with you. Yeah, that's the beauty of of this story. And and ultimately, and I read these stories all the time on this podcast. But but ultimately, you're just in the valley right now. You haven't come out yet. You're just you're four months in, and that's like the time. Mm-hmm. I see that there's like this window between two and eight months. And when you're in that valley, give it a year. Give it a year. Yeah. But right now, you just can't see out of this valley that you're in. But just keep walking one foot in front of the other. And uh and and you're asking if you should move on. Yes. Yeah, you should. Yeah. There isn't just one. You didn't mess up your life for good and you've just now have to walk this this world and this earth alone. Like that's not that's not how it works. You need to go through this process of your mourning and you're you're in regret and you're in pain and and then you're gonna move on. And the sun's gonna come out tomorrow. Yeah. And it's going to continue to, the sun's going to rise the next day and the next day. And eventually you'll get your appetite back. And eventually, instead of replaying it every hour, maybe it'll just be a couple times a day. And then you'll move on. And like we said to an earlier caller, it's not a waste. Yes. You're learning a lot about yourself. Uh, This can, you know, this can be an opportunity where you, you really kind of, lean into other friendships and, and develop those that, you know, other connections. And yeah, Yeah, he mentions, this is my, I've never really felt heartbreak. So, so great. You have this in your tool shed. Now you have this pain and this pain will work for you one day, because one day when you find your future wife, you're going to, you're going to butt heads one day and you're going to feel this tension and you'll be able to access the memory of this heartbreak long ago, and you'll you could you could use that memory for your benefit in that situation with your your wife because mm-hmm. you can go oh I remember the pain 
yeah. of losing a girl a long time ago. And that, and that girl is nothing compared to my wife. So I want to do everything I can to avoid that injury again. Mm-hmm. And that's what humans do with any injury. You touch fire one time as a toddler and you don't touch it again because your yeah. memory accesses that pain and goes, oh, I don't want to touch the fire. That's what happened to me. It burned me. Yeah. And so you, this is something that's, that's going to work for you. It's hard to see right now because you still have the bandage on. But uh, another thing we got to say too is don't jump into a new relationship right now until you're healed. Yeah. You're going to know when you're healed because you're going to wake up one morning and go, I think I'm ready for breakfast. I feel, I actually feel better. You'll know when you're healed mm. and, and then you're, you're ready to talk to another girl, but, but don't do it now because you're damaged goods. And this, this process of heartbreak, like Granger said, that the more you can just process through it and unfortunately you just have to feel, you have to feel it all the way. But you're going to be able to comfort others after you emerge out of this, that when they go through heartbreak, Mm. and someday you may have a son or a daughter that has to go through heartbreak, and you're going to be able to walk with them, to empathize, and to counsel them through that, and just be a support to them. So it's not fun, no doubt. There's nothing that hurts quite like a broken heart. It's crazy, and you can't you can't see it on an X-ray. No, you can't put a bandaid or a cast on it, but it hurts like a broken bone. And mm-hmm. you're in the valley. Any anytime someone's in the valley, I always love to say, read Psalm 23, mm-hmm. and and feel feel the peace and the comfort in that block of scripture, um, and and feel that humility and feel the um, the ultimate surrender. You didn't mention anything about faith, but I, but go find it. Go Google it. You could, hey, that's the great thing now. You just Google Psalm twenty three, do it, and just read it to yourself, and feel mm-hmm. the comfort in those words. Time will go by. The sun will come up, like Chad said, and you will heal. Mm-hmm. Everyone does. Everyone heals from heartbreak. Yep, that's all the time we have. That was fun, bro. It's good to be back. Good to see you. Yeah. Man. My Montana country boy. Yeah, come and uh, join us on the Take and Read podcast. We're going to get Granger there. Yeah, we'll see you guys. Yee yee. Thanks for joining me on the Granger Smith podcast. I appreciate all of you guys. You could help me out by rating this podcast on iTunes. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to this channel, hit that little like button and notifications bell so that you never miss any time I upload a video. If you have a question for me that you would like me to answer, email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. Yee yee.